2: This is episode number 30 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your non-inflatable host, Leroy Luna, and I'm coming at you straight out of my closet with a couple tales about forbidden lovers. It's going to be sensual. Just kidding. It's going to be weird, though. I can tell you that much. Before we get into it, I just got to say, 30 episodes, can you believe it? If that ain't cause for an air horn celebration, I don't know what is. Damn it, I forgot the disclaimer. If any of you wake up in a ditch leaking out of your anus, just know that I'm sorry. Okay, it's joke time. Let's get it in before we start the party here. This is one about a blow-up doll that I found on upjoke.com and it goes a little something like this. I took my blow-up doll to the shop and said, I only had this thing blowed up for half an hour and it went down on me. The employee was very unsympathetic to my problem and said, If I'd known it would've done that, I would've charged you an extra 30 bucks. You know what that sound means. Let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you back home before your date deflates. Episode number 30, Forbidden Lovers Back when I was 19 and had a scuzzy dirtbag apartment with my buddy Murray, it was a crazy time. People were always coming and going. My bro Jack moved in, our pal Ronnie lived there for a bit. Didn't pay any rent, the cheap bastard. But I think he unofficially lived there for a spell. Anyway, my point is, it was hard to keep track of what was going on in that place. But there was one consistent thing that I remember. And that was the blow-up sheep we had in the living room. Don't remember how it got there or who it belonged to. Must have been a gag gift from somebody. Anyways, that doll was beautiful. Plump in all the right places. Always had lots of makeup on, bright red lipstick, and a gaping hole for a mouth. And a bright red anus with a big gaping hole in the back. The thing was obviously a joke but there were a couple occasions where we noticed crusty stains around its mouth and anus. One time when I pointed it out, Ronnie was quick to say that people spill food and drinks around that sheep all the time. He was almost too quick to point it out if you get my drift. Don't get me wrong, I ain't hatin'. If Ronnie tapped that, I don't blame him. Heck, I'd be lying if I said I was never tempted to bop that sheep over the head and drag it into my room on a lonely Saturday night myself. I'm not sure what happened to that poor little sheep. It's one of those things that just uh, appeared to get lost over time. You know how it is. Or maybe, just maybe, it found its way over to Ronnie's house, to his bedroom. And maybe, just maybe, some secrets are best left untold. Okay. Today's first story takes us to Hamilton, Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. Hamilton is a city with a population of a little over 60,000 people, and it's located about 20 miles north of Cincinnati. According to our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com, Hamilton receives an 8 on the crime index, meaning it's only safer than 8% of U.S. cities. Yikes. It's pretty bad. Chances of becoming a victim of a property crime in Hamilton are 1 in 28. And that is partly thanks to the dude we will be focusing on in this episode. A man with some issues. A man by the name of Edwin Charles Touberta III. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Edwin is a guy who was known around town for enjoying the company of inflatables. My buddy Ronnie was good at keeping his relations a secret. Edwin, on the other hand, could not control himself. And he sure as heck couldn't keep it in his pants. This dates all the way back to October of 2002 when at the tender age of 23, Edwin was caught trying to make sweet, sweet love to an inflatable pumpkin, which was part of a neighbor's Halloween display. Huffington Post eloquently described it as his jack-off lantern. That was the first of many offenses by this man, which had his neighbors on high alert. Later on in 2006, Edwin was charged with aggravated menacing and public indecency. While he was being housed in Butler County Jail, he pulled down his uniform and exposed himself to an officer even grabbing at them and threatening them. Not cool, Edwin. Now let's move on to 2008. They don't give many specifics of these earlier crimes. I'm just showing a pattern here. So in 2008, at the age of 29, Edwin gets dinged for felony public indecency. He gets five years community control for this, and the judge gives him this sentence because he wants him to get some much-needed help for a drug problem and unspecified mental health issues. Oh, and we do have a little detail as to what happened here. Neighbors called police because Edwin was standing in their yard naked. When officers got there, they said he was engaging in sexual activity. He didn't have a dance partner with him, so that's just a polite way of saying he was having a wank. Pulling his pud, whatever you want to call it. Okay, moving on yet again to 2011. In 2011, Edwin is now 32 years of age and well known around the neighborhood for his sexual preferences, we'll call them. Most neighbors are aware of him, and we'll even hear from one in a minute. It's August, summertime, a great time of the year to enjoy the pool, or in Edwin's case, pool accessories. Edwin is in the alley behind his house, and he's got his hands on a pink inflatable pool raft. Ooh, baby. And they are getting it on. That is, until they are rudely interrupted by the owner of the pool raft, who yells at them to stop. Edwin, totally busted, grabs the sex toy, I mean pool toy, and runs into his home with it to get some privacy to finish the job. When police arrested him at his home for this incident, that's when Edwin finally admitted he may have a problem. That's an understatement. Oh, I just gotta add that Edwin was busted making love to the exact same pink inflatable pool raft a couple years later, which means the neighbor didn't throw it out afterwards. I'm not judging, just reporting facts. Okay, maybe judging a little. I would have thrown it out. Unless it was a high-end one, maybe. Okay, I just took a moment to look up adult inflatable pool rafts, and most of those puppies are 250 bucks, 900 for a super fancy one. Okay, maybe Edwin had some expensive taste. If I had a $1,000 pool raft and my neighbor made love to it, I'd probably give it a good wipe down and continue using it as well. Kristen Profit, Edwin's neighbor, had good things to say about Edwin, and she mentioned that whatever crimes he committed, they should be fixed with therapy rather than serving hard time. Quote, I've talked to him. He said he was trying to change. This man needs to have some sort of psychiatric evaluation instead of turning him back to living next door. End quote. Edwin's family was well aware of his issues, too. His grandma said he had a long list of mental health problems. And his mom, Linda, was up in arms about the whole thing. She said, quote, He has a lot of mental problems and he's always had a fascination for plastic. That's just it. That's all of it. We never could get the proper care for Edwin. It's like nobody cares. End quote. It is pretty sad and hard to pinpoint exactly what's wrong with Edwin. Impulse control issues, for sure. I mean, if pool inflatables are your thing, it's easy enough to buy them and set them up in your bedroom. Then you could have all the privacy in the world. But it seems to run deeper than that. We will explore objectophilia a little bit later, which is something Edwin may also have and that is a sexual attraction to inanimate objects. Anywho, moving on to June 15th, 2013. This is getting ridiculous. I'm afraid to say what's next. It's a beautiful sunny day in the Teagues, who are new to the neighborhood, while their 10-year-old daughter is out innocently enjoying life poolside. That is, until she looks over and sees Edwin, who is naked, of course in his backyard and he's performing sex acts on an orange pool floaty that he found in the neighbor's trash. Keep in mind this is around 1 30 in the afternoon. I say that as if it would be more socially acceptable if he did this at 8 p.m. It wouldn't. The girl runs inside and says to her mother Teresa, her mother named Teresa, not mother Teresa, quote, Edwin's doing something weird out there. When Teresa went outside to see what was going on, she saw a naked Edwin running back into his house. She said, quote, He was yelling, Please forgive me. I won't do it again. Don't call the police. End quote. <laughs> she didn't listen to him. Police were called and Edwin was charged with public indecency for this occurrence. The Teagues said that their daughter was damaged by this incident. She was nervous to even go in the backyard. And for good reason. They even said they were looking at putting her into counseling. Now, I felt bad for Edwin leading up to this, but when does enough become enough? He's done this so many times, it's insane. Teresa said before this happened, no one cautioned her about Edwin's behavior. She said, quote, I feel like, as public citizens, we need to be warned of things like that. End quote. I agree 100%. You'd think a neighbor would at least tell them to steer clear of Eddie. Give them a heads up. The girl's grandfather, Timothy Teague, had this to say. How can a man, a man, take and do something with a rubber raft in front of a 10-year-old child? It's very appalling. End quote. Okay, so we've heard from grandpas, grandmas, kids, moms, neighbors. But what does Edwin have to say about all this? Well, this is what he said to the judge on November 5th, 2013, when he pleaded with him to get another chance. Quote, I do want to apologize for my actions. I am very sorry. I do deal with mental issues. And if the court will give me the chance, I will give it 100%. I am ready to give my life together and quit all this nonsense. End quote. Do we believe him? Should we believe him? Given his track record? Probably not. But I do enjoy a feel-good story when someone defies the odds and turns their life around. Unfortunately, this isn't that moment. On June 11th, 2014, that's my birthday, by the way, completely irrelevant, Edwin is seen beside a busy road making love to an inflatable pool raft. He was charged with contempt of court and public indecency for the, uh, let me see here. I don't even know how many times it's been. I lost count. It doesn't really matter. We get a good look at Edwin here in his infamous mugshot. He's got a thin build, skinny guy with bloodshot glazed over eyes that he can barely keep open. He's a mouth breather. His jaw is just kind of hanging there. Head tilted like a confused dog. Very shiny face. He looks like he's having a bad allergic reaction to something. But that's probably just the drugs. He's also wearing a gold chain and a black t-shirt that he must have purchased at one of those stands in the middle of the mall. The shirt says, I'm out of my mind. Please leave a message. Normally I'd say that's a cheesy shirt right there. But in this case, I'm going to let it pass because truer words have never been spoken. Finally, after that little hiccup, we don't hear about Edwin's escapades anymore. At 35 years of age, I was hoping, begging for the madness to stop. Maybe he matured, and it looked like he did. But something wasn't sitting right with me. So for some reason, I looked up Edwin Toberta Obituary, and sadly that's when I found it. Legacy.com had a death notice that said, Edwin Toberta, age 36, of Hamilton, passed away at St. Rita Hospital, June 23, 2015. He is survived by aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews, mom, grandma, sister, etc. I'm not sure how he met his demise, but 36 is too young. It's tough. Hopefully our boy Edwin found the peace in death that he couldn't find in his life. I hope he's somewhere where there's inflatable pool toys as far as the eye can see. Rest in peace, Edwin. That was a rough one, and it kind of took me by surprise. Took the wind right out of my sails. But like life, this show must go on. Okay, as advertised, this is an episode about strange lovers. Forbidden lovers. And I had to do a 180 and switch our next story. This happens sometimes. I'll see a juicy story, get excited about it. And then to my horror it gets out of hand, it goes too far, and is no longer considered softcore. It isn't fun. And that's what happened with this one. I'll tell you a little bit about it anyways, since I did the research. There's a man named Rayhan Bag. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Who cares, he's a piece of shit anyways. From Bradford, West Yorkshire. So he's from England. And this man was having sex with chickens that he had at his home as pets. That gave me a good chuckle at first. I mean, I'm only human, right? But chickens are small, you know? And when you really think about it, that's horrific. The chickens were dying. His wife was filming it too. And sometimes he'd alternate from the chickens to making love to his wife, then back to the chickens. Which, can you imagine the squawking and feathers and bird shit everywhere? Things would get messy real quick. Anyways, I'm digging deeper into this than I intended. Sorry. I mean, I can't even get my wife to insert a finger in me. I can't imagine what she'd say if I tried to introduce a couple chickens into the bedroom. <laughs> Note to self, edit that last part out. Uh, this couple also had images of child porn and other sick stuff involving dogs and other animals on their computer. And that's when I had to tap out. Like I said, not a joke anymore. Rehan was sentenced to three years in prison, which got reduced to 28 months. I'll leave a link to a couple articles about this story in the show notes, but yeah, it gets too depraved for my taste, so I'll have to end it there. And please don't slide into my DMs and tell me raping animals is wrong or don't alert PETA to come attack me. I'm already aware of these things. Thank you very much. All right, moving on. This next story we have is much lighter than the chicken fiasco, but it also takes place in England. We got some freaks representing England this week. We're going to be catching up with a woman from Leeds, which is a city located in the county of Yorkshire. I think most people have heard of Leeds, even myself. Okay, the woman we're discussing, her name is Amanda Liberty. And right off the bat, this is crazy. Her maiden name was originally Whitaker, but she changed it to Liberty a while back when she entered into a relationship with the Statue of Liberty. It was tough doing the long distance thing, though. We all know how that goes, so unfortunately, that relationship fizzled out. Not to worry, though, Amanda would find true love again. A little bit about Amanda here. She is a 35-year-old woman, and she identifies with being an objectum sexual. According to an article in nature.com, objectum sexuality, OS, is a sexual orientation which has received little attention in the academic literature. Individuals who identify as OS experience emotional, romantic, and or sexual feelings towards inanimate objects. For example, a bridge or a statue. It's also been linked to autism. I don't believe Amanda Liberty is autistic, though. At least she hasn't been diagnosed. Our boy Edwin, with his love for inflatables, may have been objectum sexual as well. His love for inanimate objects wasn't that deep, though. Not to be vulgar, but I think Edwin was more concerned with... um. Well, he was just trying to get off, whereas Amanda has a real love and attachment to these objects. Amanda has also brought up the term animism when describing her feelings for different objects. She gets pretty deep, believes she has a spiritual connection with what we see as everyday objects. According to Oxford Dictionary, animism is the attribution of a soul to plants, inanimate objects, and natural phenomena. Strange indeed. We're going to hear some quotes from Amanda in a moment, but first got to break this down for you. Amanda has fallen in love with a chandelier. They are actually engaged, and, well, they aren't going to have an official wedding, but they're going to have a commitment ceremony. It's a bit much to take in, I know, but hey, we've dipped our toes into stranger waters on the show, haven't we? The chandelier's name is Lumiere. Beautiful. And they first met on eBay. Classic love story, right? Here's what Amanda had to say about their first interaction. Quote, As soon as I'd seen her, I couldn't stop thinking about her and how beautiful she was. She has such a beautiful shape, and I could feel really amazing energy coming from her. I knew there and then, she had to be mine. End quote. Uh, I felt gross doing that. <laughs> uh, she paid 500 bucks to have that beauty shipped over to her home. Uh, A couple things to note about Lumiere. She's female, she's German, and she's 93 years old. But despite that 58-year age gap, the attraction is strong. Lumiere does have a shapely figure. I'll give her that. Very bodacious. People can laugh all they want, but I watched a clip of Amanda with Lumiere, and they appear to be in love. The way Amanda kissed her? I haven't been kissed that way in years. Maybe never. And the way Amanda started giggling and humming after, it absolutely took my breath away. They are in an open relationship. There are other chandeliers in the picture. But Amanda is determined to show Lumiere that she is committed to her. Amanda, quote, I'm determined to have this commitment ceremony to prove that I'm here for Lumiere and that my love is going to last. I restore chandeliers in my spare time so they can continue to interest people as they like to be the center of attention. That's what they like, and it's the energy I get from them. End quote. Okay, now the ceremony. Amanda is very excited about it. Like I said, it's going to be a little different, but Amanda is old-fashioned, as is Lumiere, so they will try to keep it as traditional as possible. Quote, I'm not sure what dress I'll wear, and we'll invite those closest to us. I'll also be buying matching wedding rings for Lumiere and myself. End quote. (laughs) Jeez, I wonder who else will be attending. A couple of lampshades? Rumor has it an antique ashtray will be the maid of honor. Just kidding, although it wouldn't surprise me. All right, look, Amanda does sound a little nutty, and I'm sure she'll be judged for what she's doing, but she is very self-aware. Let's get a final quote from her here. Get us with it, Mandy. I know a lot of people think my attraction to chandeliers is strange, but I'm not crazy. People often can't understand that this is just a natural orientation for me, that I can find the beauty in objects and can sense their energy. I'm not hurting anyone by entering into a relationship with them. I'm simply just following my heart. End quote. Hey, the heart wants what the heart wants. And I know this situation isn't illegal, although some may argue that it should be. I still wanted Amanda's story to be known. There's something I really admire about her how she's following her heart and doesn't care what other people seem to think about her. She seems happy, and although Lumiere can't speak, she is also hopefully happy. I don't see how she couldn't be. She gets showered with love, attention, and adoration every day. Who doesn't want that? She gets lots of hugs, kisses, and. When the lights go out at night, and those bedroom doors close, something tells me she gets a lot more than that. At least in my twisted mind she does. Meow. Hubba hubba. (laughs) And on that strange and creepy note, we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 30, Forbidden Lovers. Really thought-provoking stuff, And it's nice to know, hey, if you keep striking out with other humans on this planet of ours, there are other options out there. So give it a shot. Hug a tree. Kiss a cantaloupe. Lick a lamp. Just don't be messing with the chickens. Leave those little dudes alone. Alright, as usual, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. So everyone sing it with me. Let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get
0: criminal. Da 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 da.
3: All right, Leroy. Now, this is your boy, Jimmy. I'm from, uh, hailing from the southern states, one of the southern states of uh, the U.S. I want to, uh, I won't give you my real name nor the location of the state because, well, I'm a little ashamed of uh, what I'm about to share with you. It. I'm, I'm fairly, now yeah, I'm absolutely certain it was definitely a uh, an illegal act that I partook in. However, innocently so, I would like to put that out there. So uh, some context here. Uh, back in college, I had a great friend. We'll call him Jay. Uh, all names here have been changed to protect the innocent and or not so innocent, if you will. So uh, Jay went through a terrible breakup. He was uh, dating this girl for a long time. Turns out uh, she was having his baby they got pregnant he raised the kid for a while turned out not to be his baby all right so he broke up with her uh he's crushed he uh goes he's just you know we're trying to cheer him up we're playing some backyard football kid breaks his leg all right so i'm telling you this is one of the worst patches in a person's life they could be going through so we discern we determine you know once uh once jay's all better we're going to bring them back into the wild, we re-release them into the wild, like that movie Old School. It was really hot at the time, so I'm dating myself here, but that's what was going on. That was what was really cool, especially if you're in college, that movie Old School, and they re-release Mitch into the wild, all right? So Jay gets better, heals up, and uh, classes are resuming, so it's perfect time for us to throw a party. And like in the movie, they, uh, I, th- I believe they auctioned off Mitch to uh, the highest bidder. And we did something similar with Jay. So we put Jay up on the bar at our, our house. We said, all right, ladies, bid bid on Jay. Uh, lovely woman. Bids on him. Now, we did not collect any money. All right. This was just first show, trying to get the kids, uh, get his uh, his confidence back, make them feel good. All right. So a beautiful lady. Bids on him. I don't even think they went home together. Nothing like that. But uh, we we were not planning on collecting any money for him, for him, nor did we. All right. So anyway, having the party. Um, Our friend, uh, we'll call her Ashley, all right, she's there in attendance. She's been talking to an acquaintance of mine who showed up at the party. And uh, she's a little drunk, and she's a little morally loose, we'll say, but she is a beautiful woman and uh, likes to have a good time. Anyway, she determines, as she is very drunk, she would also like to be auctioned off. So we say, what the hell? Get on up there. So we uh, put her up there on the bar just like Jay was. And uh, the bids start rolling in, because like I said, she's a very attractive woman, and men being what they are, we're willing to uh, pay for her and everything. But it's the guy she's talking to all night, this acquaintance friend of mine. And uh, so he, he keeps bidding, up, upbidding, upbidding, you know, because uh, he, he put in the work, all right? Now, again, this was just supposed to be a joke, right? So we, uh, anyway, he outbids everybody. He, I think he puts up like 50 bucks and the night goes on, whatever, she comes down, we say sold, something like that, and uh, they continue hanging out, they go home together, all right, now, the next morning, we wake up, we're sober, we're like, oh my god, what happened in that party, crazy, right, my roommate and I were just laughing about it, we're like, oh, remember how we, we, uh, we were almost actual pimps for Ashley, but we weren't, thank god, we didn't collect any money or whatever, so, that's OK. It was, it was totally fine. We're just all in good fun. We're kind of idiots, you know, uh, laughing it off, drinking some water, trying to recover. And suddenly there's a knock at our door. I'll go and answer it. And uh, my acquaintance, my 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 somewhat kind of friend who came and uh, bid the highest on Ashley opens. I open the door. He's looking me dead in the eye, stuffs a wad of cash into my hand and says, 50 bucks. There you go, buddy. Thank you. It was worth it closes the door it's not even his door he closes it in my face i'm standing there just holding cash dumbfounded and he walks away and i turn around and my roommate looks at me like what the hell just happened we're crazy the i can't believe it so we were literal pimps for a night not by choice necessarily i mean we took the steps to go through all that but we never intended to get paid for that and uh nor you know would we be okay with that but uh yeah it was pretty insane i'm not proud of it and uh but i i I think you'll have
2: something to say about that and i hope you enjoy this story at the very least all right wow uh thanks jimmy i don't really know what to say man i've never spoken to a real life pimp before (laughs) hey as long as mercedes or whatever her name was ashley as long as ashley had a good time i don't see any harm here besides the cash of course as long as you gave Ashley her 20% cut, kept the rest to yourself, I see absolutely no problem with it. Pimpin' ain't easy. Alright, thanks Jimbo. Keep those stories coming people. I got a bit of a backlog right now, but I love hearing everyone's softcore crime tales, so please keep sending them to excuse illegal at gmail.com. Before you all go on your way, I have a promo to play for you from my pal Darren, who hosts a wild podcast called Weird Darkness. It has such a creepy, cool vibe to it. The music, his voice, and he mixes it up with stories of the paranormal, supernatural, and unsolved. And he pumps out episodes daily. He's a workhorse and an inspiration to myself. I don't know how he does it, to be honest. So check him out if you're looking for a campfire story-type podcast to add to your roster. You won't be disappointed. Anywho, I'll let him tell you all about Weird Darkness in a Moment. As for myself... I will bring more hot scum to your ears in another 10 days. Peace. Okay, take it away, Darren.
0: your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the Weird Darkness. I'm Darren Marlar, host of Weird Darkness, where I share stories of the paranormal, supernatural, legends, lore, mysterious, macabre, unsolved, and unexplained. Recently named one of the best storytellers in podcasting for 2019 by Podcast Business Journal, whether it's ghosts, cryptids. True crime or creepy pastas, you'll find it all in Weird Darkness. Episodes uploaded 7 days a week. Search for Weird Darkness in your favorite podcast app or listen now at weirddarkness.com.